Welcome, friends, to a bonus episode of the Waterworks Ministries podcast. Today's episode is called Don't Be a Goat from Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 to 46 in the Christian Bible. I am Reverend Karen Weiss, Director of Waterworks Ministries, and I will be sharing with you some information today about human trafficking. Since January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and January 11th specifically is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. I have been interesting, interested in human trafficking prevention methods since I started working in Thailand in 2012. I started working in Thailand then with the General Board of Global Ministries of the United Methodist Church, and I was a partnership coordinator for the In Mission Together program and was able to travel to Thailand and spend some time there with missionaries and pastors and various people um, being loved and loving them and experiencing their lives in many unique and interesting ways that are very different from life in the United States. Thailand, unfortunately, is well known for its child prostitution. If you've ever taken a short tour of Pattaya, gone down Walking Street, you see the hundreds of girls lined up on the sidewalk waiting for someone to buy them. I was given a tour of Walking Street in October 2015. Seeing these girls and the hope and fear simultaneously in their eyes when I made eye contact with a couple of them really did make my blood run cold because I knew that there was nothing I could do to help them. Giving one girl a thousand baht wasn't going to make a difference. She was still going to be put out on the street the next day or evening or even later that night to be raped again and again. These precious children had either been stolen from or sold by their parents, denying them inherent human dignity. I couldn't do anything to stop these girls from being trafficked right then. But being in that situation made me take a really hard look at my life and how I was complicit with human trafficking in so many other ways and what ways I could take to make efforts to change what I buy and how I buy it. So I'm going to give a little bit of information about human trafficking, what it is, kind of how it happens, and hopefully a couple tips and how you can prevent human trafficking yourself through your purchasing power. So what is human trafficking? When one person, by coercion, deception, violence, and manipulative tactics, forces another to work against their will, often without proper payment, that is human trafficking. Now, most people think of sex trafficking when they think of human trafficking, but it's not the only kind. Human trafficking also includes forced labor and child labor for mining, agriculture, and manufacturing. Human trafficking is a $150 billion industry that impacts all levels of society in one way or another. So whether we demand cheap goods, you know, that are produced by slaves in a sweatshop or, you know, someone sells a child for domestic servitude, each one of us has a hand in allowing and potentially encouraging 
human trafficking in some way. And most of us in the U.S. buy products made by forced or child labor, and we don't even know it. Here's an example of how traffickers pick out their victims. Traffickers specifically prey on people who are desperate and need immediate help. For example, someone has, a mounting, has mounting medical debts and their family is approached by someone promising a job and a small loan to help repay the hospital bills. This person who is in debt chooses to go to this job and then ends up a slave, trapped without any way of escape, because there is most often a threat of violence involved in this. And the traffickers use people's deepest vulnerability against them. Now, most people won't travel to Thailand or Cambodia to buy another human being for sex, hopefully. But we buy clothes, shoes, produce, seafood, and beauty products that use child and forced labor to produce. The U.S. Department of Labor reports that there are 139 products from 75 countries that use either child or forced labor to produce goods and services that are sold then around the world. These include footwear, electronics, and toys from China, cotton from Uzbekistan, coffee from El Salvador, rubber from the Philippines, gold from Burkina Faso, palm oil from Indonesia, coal from Mongolia, and grapes from Argentina. I have made the conscious choice to purchase new clothes that are produced in ways that bring dignity to creation. This includes fair wages, environmental sustainability, and transparent supply chains. What this also means is that I just can't go to the mall and pick up a t-shirt because most likely the cotton was harvested with forced labor unless it was grown in the U.S., which is really hard to find. And most likely whoever made the t-shirt was also forced or child labor. You know, we joke that we buy, that everything we buy is made in China. And yet China is a huge uh, supplier of goods that are made with child and forced labor. And we don't even realize how much of our stuff really comes from the sweatshops and factories where people aren't paid living wages or are required to work excessively long hours. For me, this is a dignity issue, a dignity issue of not only people, but our creation, our world that we live in. I don't think we can pretend anymore that we don't know where our stuff comes from because in reality, if we aren't willing to pay a fair price for products and buy from reputable retailers who show their supply chains, then by our choices, we are enslaving people around the world. This is a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. The last time I checked slaveryfootprint.org, I had 40 slaves to support my lifestyle. 40! And I don't even buy that much stuff. I'm not okay with 40 slaves, since Jesus was pretty clear in Matthew 25 about feeding, clothing, and providing for the least and the lost. 
if I choose to buy a pair of sneakers that wasn't made fairly, then I'm telling Jesus that his people around the world are not worth my time and they don't need to be clothed, fed, or sheltered. Jesus wasn't happy with the goats who ignored others' basic needs. And I don't want to be a goat. I'm pretty sure you don't want to be a goat either. Companies like Fair Indigo, Pact, and Maggie's Organics offer fair trade, sustainably made clothes at prices that a middle class person could afford. Look at cosmetic companies like Lush, who do their very best to purchase non-slave labor mica and other minerals for their products. Look at the U.S. Department of Labor site to see what fruits and veggies are produced with child or forced labor and from what countries. Support organizations like Polaris Project, International Justice Mission, Destiny Rescue, or Speak Up for the Poor. I don't have enough money in the world to stop sex trafficking but I can bring dignity to a family by purchasing fair trade coffee and chocolate, sustainably made clothing, and responsibly sourced cosmetics. And so can you. We can be sheep and not goats. We can change the world through intentional purchasing and by lobbying our state and federal representatives to back legislation that prevents human trafficking. This is the end of the podcast, and I hope you check out the show notes for websites and additional information on how you can get involved in the stop of human trafficking for the benefit of the world and the dignity of creation everywhere.